Death has no more dominion over him. In dying, Jesus died to sin once for all. In living, he lives to God. See yourselves, therefore, to the Father and to the Son. We say that together before we all say amen. We say, glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forevermore. Amen. Let's say that one more time. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forevermore. Amen. Lord, we welcome you here by your Spirit this Easter morning. Thank you, Lord. It is good news. Jesus is alive. And what that means is we live in a universe with windows. What does that mean? It means we have, we live, when you are Christian, you know Jesus Christ is raised from the dead. You live in a world of possibility. It's an enchanted reality of new life wherever God chooses to dwell. And he has chosen to dwell in you. What does that mean? It means that all things in Jesus Christ are being made new. They are being fixed and they are being mended. This is my token prop for my talk. It's a jacket. It was quite flash in its day. I love it. I'm not going to pretend that, um, that it's the cutting edge of fashion these days, although if you're retro, then maybe you would, you would wear it. I wear it quite frequently, not at church, uh, but I wear it quite frequently. Why have I brought this jacket here? Why don't I just put it on for you, just so you can see it properly? Yeah. Amazing. Didn't realize I was going to get that reaction. <laughs> This jacket is about 50 years old, 60 years old maybe. It's a bit threadbare. If you look at some of the trims, that's from the dry cleaners last time. I haven't taken that. I need to take that out. Um, It's a bit threadbare. It's a bit worn. It's a bit ragged. Um, But do you know what? I will keep this jacket for the rest of my life and I will repair it every single time it needs repairing. Why? Because I think it's the cutting edge of fashion? No. Uh, Because I think it's better than a brand new jacket? No. I am that shallow. And uh, and I like like sort of new clothes better than old clothes. But the reason I will repair this is because it belonged to my dad. And my, my, I was going to say my dad gave it to me. I actually stole it from my brother, who I think my dad gave it to. So Jack, if you're watching, bless you, buddy. And you're never going to see this again. Um, And... And my, my dad, it has a story attached to it. Now, my dad, it's not a particularly dramatic story, but my dad was given it by his parents uh, in, the, in the 1960s. So in, in a kind of small way, when I put this jacket on, when I see this jacket, it connects me uh, to the love that I feel for my father and, and on a wider note, for my family. So it, the jacket is important to me. So, so even though it's old... It's a bit threadbare, it's worn, it's not that fashionable all the time. I keep saying that, although it's feeling kind of, thanks, Dan, I got a thumbs up there. Uh, I love it because I love my father. And I want to say to you today that that, in a small way, is an illustration of the good news that we celebrate on Easter Sunday. Here's the good news. It's, it's, It's an enormous amount of good news. I'm just picking up one of the things about it. But the good news is that God loves you so much that he gave his only son, Jesus, so that Jesus would be broken in order for you to be put back together. You are loved so much more than a jacket. And that's why God won't throw you away for a newer model. The good news of Easter Sunday is that we live in a world of mending. 
that where Jesus is, healing is. That where Jesus is, broken things are being made new. That is one of the most beautiful bits of the good news of Easter Sunday. And you may feel like your life is a bit threadbare or worn. I know mine certainly does frequently. And you may feel like you need to be taken uh, to uh, the repairer, the healer. I know I feel like that frequently. Well, the good news of Easter Sunday is there is a great healer. His name is Jesus, and he's done everything sufficient for you to know what it means to be mended, not to become a brand new model. We're not talking about algorithms or systems here or upgrades. We are talking about you in all of your threadbare, worn brokenness, being filled with the Spirit of God and the life of Jesus Christ, that everyone who knows you for all eternity will say, that's you, and yet it's not you. It's, it's more you than I could ever have known. What's that line from Mumford and Sons? I wasn't planning this, so I'm going rogue here. But is there a line that says, love, it will not betray you, enslave you, or dismay you? It will set you free to be more the man or the woman that you were meant to be, not less. You will become more you, but you will become more you in your mending and your healing and your fixing. Here's a quote from the Velveteen Rabbit. Last words. He said, you become... It takes a long time. That's why it doesn't happen often to people who break easily or who have sharp edges or who have to be carefully kept. Generally, by the time you're real, most of your hair has been loved off and your eyes drop out and you get loose in the joints and very shabby. But these things don't matter at all because once you're real, you can't be ugly except to people who don't understand. There's a beautiful articulation of the good news of Easter Sunday, uh, that we are on a journey, that the world, all of creation is on a journey in Jesus Christ towards wholeness and mending. God isn't interested in a brand new you. He's interested in you. Someone once said to me, Matt, God has called you. You will be late to almost every meeting that you are called to. You, you, you will annoy people because you <clears throat> will not be on top of your brief. You will get so many things wrong. But I want you to know that God called you and not the best version of yourself you could possibly be. Don't worry. Those of you who have to work with me, I am working on it. But, but the point is that God called me, not a better version of me or someone who could do a better job. And there are many people who could do many better jobs. And that's just true. Isn't that wonderful? I'm going to land here. Fine. But, but, but what about the unfixable things? And what about the things that are unmendable? What does Easter have to say to those things? As Coldplay, just to be light for a moment, put it in the song, Fix You. Tears stream, and I'm not going to sing it. You might want to hum it. It's an unbelievable chorus. Down your face, when you lose something, you can't replace. What about those things that you can't fix or mend? Is Issa just a big act of nostalgia or romanticism? William Wordsworth, the great poet, talked about these things called spots of time. And what he meant was, there are, this is what he said, there are in our existence spots of time which with distinct preeminence retain a renovating virtue whence our minds are nourished and invisibly repaired. Don't ask me to understand what that means, but here's what I think he's getting at. There are things in our past, memories, places, people that we long for. 
And when Wordsworth was a country boy, and when he was in the city, he hated the city. And what he would do is he would close his eyes in the city, and he would dream of the Lake District where he grew up. He used to ice skate up frozen rivers in the middle of winter on his own as a kid. He used to climb cliff faces to steal birds' eggs uh, when everyone told him not to, and he shouldn't have done that because that is naughty, but wild. He was a wild man. He found himself in the city, and he struggled. And what he would do to repair his soul when he was feeling low is close his eyes and remember the Lake District. It's beautiful. It's wonderful, but I want to tell you, it's not the same as Christianity. Uh, if, if, if what we're offering on Easter Sunday is just a massive act of nostalgia, a, a huge act of remembrance, if I could just get back to the way things were, then we're falling short of the gospel of Jesus Christ. C.S. Lewis critiqued Wordsworth, he, he criticized him, he said, what Wordsworth remembered, if he could get back to that place that spot of time, would, if he could, turn out itself to be a remembering. It wasn't the thing. It came through it, but it wasn't the thing. It wasn't the memory. And what came through it was longing, and what came through that was hope. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to work out that we need more in the world and in the church than mere nostalgia just words, and I say this humbly, I say this very humbly, okay, I'm just going to name some words, but Mariupol, I say it's someone who's incredibly safe, and I don't pretend to understand it, but I want to just say it, okay, if all we have to offer is mere nostalgia, Mariupol, Bucha, Guernica, Dresden, Birkenau, Auschwitz, like a liturgy of horror and darkness, and I realize I'm treading on holy ground now, but if what we have to offer is nostalgia, romanticism, then we are falling short of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I see myself today just as a messenger. Don't have a go at me. I feel I'm just passing on the gospel of the good news of Jesus Christ. And it speaks into the darkness. Not just, I want my life to be a bit better. I wish I had that job and that's important. Or, or I wish I, I could just be a bit better looking or, or social media. And these things are all absolutely vital. But into Mariupol, Bucha, and so on and so forth. The gospel of Jesus Christ speaks into the darkness. And it brings Easter hope. It's holy ground. It mends things even that cannot be undone. Things that are unfixable, things that are so broken, we don't know what to do and we realise we're stepping on holy ground. But let's bring it even closer to home. What about you and what about me? Are there things in our lives, and I know I'm talking for myself, that can't be undone? Words that can't be taken back? Actions, decisions, behaviours that bring us shame where we've hurt people or let people down? What do we do with those things? Fergal Keane, who's a great BBC correspondent, wrote a letter to his father in 1995. And his great regret, the unfixable, unmendable part of his life, was that he never said goodbye to his dad. His dad was an alcoholic. He'd abused his mum and his, and his siblings so much that his mum had to take him and his siblings away from him when he was very young. And over the years, he lost touch with his father. And then he received news one day that his father had passed. 
And here's how he ends the letter to his father in 1995, having received the news of his death. Down the years, we struggled to find one another, but I was growing up and away, and you were drifting closer to darkness. And at the end, I gave up writing, gave up calling, I just gave up, until one night my cousin called to say you were gone. It was a few days into the new year, and your heart simply gave up in a small room in the town in North Kerry where you were born. I remember that you sent me the collected stories of Raymond Carver for Christmas. I had sent you nothing, not even a card. And now I would send you a thousand, but I have no address. At Easter, Jesus says, see, I am making all things new. The Greek word for new is one of two words, neos or kainos. One of them, neos, means brand new. See, I am doing away with the old and I'm just getting a new top shelf, brand new model. The other Greek word is kainos and it means something broken that is restored lovingly over time to its former glory and even more beautiful than it could possibly have imagined. And in the Greek, when these words are spoken, Jesus says, see, I am making all things Kainos, I am taking the reality of the brokenness and the darkness of the world. Not just the things that we know we can fix, but the things that we know we can't. The realities that we will often live with, maybe even for all of our days. The consequences of sin. And the amazing good news, the evangelion, the proclamation of Easter, is that even there, Jesus is risen from the, from the dead. Even there, new hope is found. The Bible says we do not grieve as those without hope. Today is good news. We live in a universe with open windows, possibility. It's an enchanted place where extraordinary things can happen, where all things are being made new. Can I ask us to stand if that's okay? We're going to um, take communion now. Communion is what Jesus gave us to experience the good news of the gospel. It's one thing to know it in your head. You can read tons of books about it. Uh, but Jesus gave us this. And here is the world being remade in Jesus Christ. It is beyond words good news. I say beyond words because Jesus gave us bread and wine, not a hefty tome that once we've passed our exams and if we're clever enough, we might qualify for. Jesus gave us simple bread and simple wine. And as we take it, my prayer, our prayer, is that the good news of Easter Sunday would dwell once again in your heart and in mine. And we would know that he is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Over to you, Bex. Um, all are welcome at this table, wherever you are on in your journey of faith. Um, and we're happy for the kids to take um, Holy Communion here as well. Um, but if you would rather they or yourself had a blessing, that's also fine. Um, you're going to be offered a wafer, um, and we're dipping into non-alcoholic wine, and I've got gluten-free wafers as well. Um, 
If you're at home, just grab a cracker, some bread, some water, juice, and follow along with us. I'm going to say the words in yellow, and we're going to all respond together in white. And these are the words of our faith. This is the story that Matt has been sharing with us, and that this day is that we celebrate. So let's um, think of them as we speak them out together. The Lord is here. His Spirit is with us. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to praise you, Father, Lord of all creation. In your love, you made us for yourself. When we turned away, you didn't reject us, but came to meet us in your Son. You embraced us as your children and welcomed us to sit and eat with you. In Christ, you shared our life that we might live in him and he in us. He opened his arms of love upon the cross and made for all the perfect sacrifice for sin. On the night he was betrayed, at supper with his friends, he took bread He gave you thanks. He broke it and he gave it to them saying, take, eat. This is my body which is given for each of you. Do this in remembrance of me. Father, we do this in remembrance of him. His body is the bread of life. At the end of the supper, taking the cup of wine, he gave you thanks and said, drink this, all of you, This is my blood for the new covenant which is shed for each of you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this to remember me. Father, we do this in remembrance of him. His blood is shed for all. As we proclaim his death, we also celebrate his rising in glory. We ask, Lord, that you would send your Holy Spirit that this bread and this wine might be to us the body and blood of your dear Son. As we eat and drink these holy gifts, make us one in Christ, our risen Lord. With your whole church throughout the world, we offer you this sacrifice of praise and lift our voice to join the eternal song of heaven. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body because we all share in one bread. Most merciful Lord, your love compels us to come in. Our hands were unclean. Our hearts were unprepared. We were not fit even to eat the crumbs from under your table. But you, Lord, are the God of our salvation. You share your bread with sinners. So cleanse and feed us with the precious body and blood of your Son, that he may live in us and we with him, and that we with the whole company of Christ may sit and eat at your kingdom. Amen. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for each of you, and his blood that he shed for each of you. Eat and drink in remembrance that he died for you.
feeding him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
Yeah, Holy Spirit, we welcome you here. We give you those things that we carry into this Easter moment, the tensions that we carry, those things that still feel, as Matt talked about, impossible, difficult, unchangeable. And yet we come to you in this moment where the power of Christ risen from the dead is in each of us. And your power to redeem is with us today. And we celebrate that. And we thank you so much, Father. I'm going to finish with the blessing. Um, and then the band are going to finish um, with a song. And then there's got a big fat Easter egg hunt in the garden afterwards. Um, as always, we just say, if there's something that's been stirring in you um, that you would love prayer for, um, members of staff and, and team and hub leaders are just going to hang around at the front and we would love to pray for you. There isn't anything that we wouldn't love to um, just stand alongside you and walk with you with. And now the blessing. May God the Father, by whose love Christ was raised from the dead, open to you who believe the gates of everlasting life. Amen. May God the Son, who in bursting from the grave has won a glorious victory, give you joy as you share the Easter faith. Amen. May God the Holy Spirit, who filled the disciples with the life of the risen Lord, empower each of you and fill you with Christ's peace. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among each of us and remain with us always. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen. Alleluia.
I loved it. All the balloons just kept appearing from the organ room. Thank you, Rachel. I didn't even know they were coming. Um, happy Easter, all. Come and join us in the garden for a bit of sunshine and Easter egg hunting. Um, see you next week. team has informed me we have a lot of hot cross buns so please do get stuck in with those um, and Rachel is by the back door waiting for the kids so do join her as well thanks guys
call off the chase Who needs pants? I'll see you every day Levitating. 